Welcome to This Week in the State Line, a conversation with the local people and local topics you care about. This Week in the State Line, welcome. I am Steve Summers. Glad to have you aboard this holiday weekend. A big, big week for the State Line. The biggest news of the week coming out of DeKalb that Facebook was going to be building in DeKalb. So you go right to the person who has the answers, the city manager of DeKalb, Bill Nicholas. Good morning, Bill. How are you? Good morning, Steve. I'm fine. Thank you for calling. What a great week for DeKalb. It was just the big news coming out. I think it was global, if not worldwide news. It was. And, uh, well, great news for DeKalb City, certainly DeKalb County, and I think for the whole state of Illinois. This is uh, a, a big uh, win-win for all of us. Your 16th data center, one of their best in the world with high technology coming into, what, over 500 acres in DeKalb's south side, correct? That's right. 505 acres to be exact. Uh just south of the I-88 tollway corridor, and uh, it, it was a prime area for development of this type, but uh, it had been uh, an area that uh, had seen some interest in the past years, but uh, uh, it wasn't until Facebook became interested, and at the time they were operating with, with a, a different uh, identity, and um, it was about two years ago, and they've, they've been very... Uh, interested uh, uh, and determined to find a way. And they picked us, which is a, a huge compliment, I think, to the state, to the county, and to the city. So when they picked that area, what were they specifically looking for? The proximity to Chicago yeah. or what? Well, uh, proximity to Chicago is important, but the, the prime, from a business standpoint, some of the prime ingredients were the proximity to the tollway, so em- employees and visitors and others can can get to and from easily. Um, maybe most important of all was was a, an abundance of strong and, and steady power. Uh, there are two big combat transmission lines that uh, basically go up uh, like bookends on both sides of the property. Uh, a, a very uh, strong and abundant water system, uh, which hits all the EPA marks, and we have that in DeKalb. And uh, a good uh, local labor force and uh, opportunities to work with a a fine state university in NIU and also with a fine community college in Kishwaukee College. And uh, those those are the the building blocks that they had to have uh, first. And obviously, Illinois has uh, an incentive package, and the CALB does too. It's an enterprise zone package. But until the legislature in the spring of 2019 passed a a data center incentive bill, uh, we were not going to be able to play in the big leagues. Uh, We were behind other states, and uh, we weren't going to be able to compete, thanks to Governor Pritzker and to the legislature for getting that done in a bipartisan way. How many jobs do you think this is going to bring to the area? Well, for the next couple of years, over 1,000 jobs, uh, construction jobs, uh, are going to uh, be created and, and maintained. Uh, this is a huge undertaking, and uh, uh, we know from their other uh, projects in other states that uh, when they say a thousand jobs, they mean it, and, and, and we are looking forward to that. That that brings a point, and of course, while that's going on, people are making decisions every day about where they're going to stay, what they're going to eat, uh, how they're going to relax, all that stuff. And that brings a lot of 
of commerce into the city of DeKalb and the county of DeKalb. This is almost a million square foot facility. That's quite the area. Wow. Yes. And uh, there are some other buildings to, to go on the site. Uh, I, I think it's really important to know, and it, it has been said in the, the video that was released, that uh, 100% of this is going to be uh, charged in terms of energy by renewable energy. Now, it's, it's complicated. Uh, the comment power is essential, and it provides the, the uh the torrent, if you will, of electrical power every day. But for every kilowatt hour used, there's going to be a kilowatt hour created in the same grid by Facebook uh, from various renewable sources, whether it's wind or it won't be much water, but it'll probably be wind and, and uh, solar. So uh, that's a lot of power on a daily basis. Uh, it's absolutely a feather in the cap for DeKalb to get such a facility and such a great partner to come for the commerce part. Has other cities or any other companies reached out congratulating you, wondering how you pulled it off? Yeah, it's true. Uh, we have a fine partner in Ferrara, and I know they've been watching, and they're very, very excited, too. And uh, both Ferrara and and Facebook are going to be using the same uh, water and, and sanitary system in, in our area. Sanitary services provided by the Kishwaukee Water Reclamation District. Uh, they're a fine partner of ours. Uh, we work with them every day, day in and day out, and they have a fine system. So uh, utility-wise, infrastructure-wise, uh, we're all using uh, some new systems that are just being put in the ground right now. And it's a very collaborative partnership uh, there's the, the private investment is, is astounding, not just in the development of the buildings and the sites, but of the infrastructure. And uh, they both, both companies have stepped up. And I, I would be remiss, too, Steve, if I didn't say this all started because uh, a family, the Krasinski family, uh, back in the early 2000s had the foresight to invest uh, in land, and uh, they had to sit on it for a long time until they finally found the, the, the gold nuggets that uh, we know today as Ferrara and, and Facebook. So uh, uh, kudos to them uh, for creating Chicago West Business Park, and uh, we are going to see the benefit of it for many, many years. I was going to ask you when construction started, but it, it seems that, as you mentioned, they're already starting to lay it all out and plan it all. They are. They are. I don't know if you had a chance to see it, but uh, uh, on the north side of the road, of course, Ferrara has uh, been uh, building since uh, last fall. Uh, on the south side, uh, Facebook just got going, oh, not even two weeks ago, uh, on the 505 acres, and about half of it has been stripped of the, the rich uh, topsoil that will be stockpiled and then reused, uh, most of it on the site. And, uh, and, and now they're, you know, they're, they're getting things ready. They're putting up construction fencing. They're going to have a uh, a, a trailer city there for each trade uh, will be represented uh, and uh, to make it convenient for people while they're in safe while people are working there and uh, it's going to be like a little city well congratulations what a great shot in the arm for DeKalb I'm sure yeah. um, it was probably needed with all the COVID everything all the coronavirus conversation to have something so positive come out in the past week yeah. it's awesome absolutely and, and i will have to say one last thing sure uh our partnerships with the other local taxing bodies uh was key to making this happen and we're, we're so very grateful to them and their support in the state of illinois so 
it's a good story. This is one of those you wish would uh, would uh, last forever and ever and ever. But if you're in uh, city government, then the next day it's a barking dog that gets the news. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, this is terrific. I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. Love it. It's uh, City Manager of DeKalb, Bill Nicholas, talking about the new news that Facebook is building in DeKalb. This weekend, the state line rolls on next with the Rockford Park District. Yeah, military life can have its challenges, but sometimes veteran life brings more. While serving in Iraq, an IED took both my legs, but it didn't take my spirit. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. My name is Greg Gadsden, 26-year Army veteran. With the right support, more veterans can reach victories great and small. DAV helps veterans like me get all the benefits they've earned, and that can be a life changer. DAV provides a lifetime of support to veterans of every generation, helping more than a million veterans each year. Today, I'm an entrepreneur, photographer, and public speaker. But there's more to be done and more victories to be won. With the right support, there are no limits. My victory is just being the best that I can be. Greg Gadsden, thank you for your service. May your victories inspire many more. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Welcome back to This Week in the State Line. I am Steve Summers, and we have invited back Laura Gibbs-Green from the Rockford Park District because it seems like every day I'm getting a new press release. Things are opening up so fast it's hard to keep track of everything. Good morning, Laura. How are you? Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, we have so much going on, and you're right. You know, the the rules change kind of day by day, and, and we're... Our heads are spinning, too, but we're trying to get as many things back and reopened and back for you to enjoy because we know you missed it. It's been a long, long three months. Now, did I see, maybe because one of the many press releases, that we have a <laughs> tournament coming back, correct? Or it's tournament? Yeah we're, so, yeah, we're slowly starting to get back into, you know, uh, being able to host tournaments. That's one of the things that has changed in phase four. Obviously, um, you know, the, the amount of people that can gather is different, so we're able to uh, host. And, and be that host location. So we do have some more tournaments that are coming back to town, which is very exciting. It means sports tourism is coming back, which also means great things for our community. So slow and steady, slow and steady, but we're going to uh, get back in the swing of things, and uh, we're excited to welcome back some of these uh, big tournaments to town in and, a new fashion. Absolutely. And the Nichols Conservatory, uh, you had a very special tribute to uh, racism a while ago, and now you're opening up the entire facility again to the public. Yeah, uh, we are very excited. We've had Food Truck Tuesdays that have been taking place at Nicholas Conservatory for the last couple of weeks, and now, so that was outside. Now we're going to get to venture inside, and, you know, i, I got to give a, a major shout-out to our team members who are constantly thinking of new and creative things to do, and they came up with this idea and said, hey, let's do a, a carnivorous uh, exhibit, and let's pull this <laughs> off while, you know, while we're kind of closed down here, let's revamp the place. Let's bring in some new plants. I'm thinking Little Shop of Horrors a little bit uh, inside NCG, if you've ever seen that. Uh, but these are those interactive, potentially stinky, smelly, and really cool to see uh, carnivorous plants that are going to definitely mesmerize the little ones. And be just as intriguing, I think, for us adults, too. So that's going to kick off uh, July 9th. July 9th. Who doesn't want to see man-eating plants in person? Come on. <laughs> we had one of those, like, stinkiest, smelliest plants not too long ago. And I tell you what, the lines were out the door. So it's pretty popular. <laughs> All right. So Nicholas Conservatory opening back up to the public with CDC guidelines on July 9th. You got it. You got it. And really, uh, now that we are in Phase 4, too, you know, playgrounds are also back open. Um, I should also talk about the fact that we have spray pads. Uh, those are kind of like glorified sprinklers that are at a variety of our parks. 
Uh, because it is hot, we know it's going to stay hot for a while here, so there are ways to cool off, and you can find those at a, a variety of our parks. Uh, our restrooms are back open, and shelter and picnic areas are also uh, reservable as of now, too, so that's cool. On the spray pads, do we have to wear masks on that? I'm just thinking it would get wet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We are asking, obviously, when, when you are not able to be six feet apart, obviously, we have to abide by those state guidelines. Um, in the water or around water, that obviously is a little bit more difficult, so... Um, you know, I think people are going to be using it and using it safely, and we hope that they can they can do that and use some of those uh, guidelines that the state is providing us all when we get into water or various activities. So. And, and for the golf courses, how cool the clubhouses are now open. <laughs> yeah, clubhouses are open. I, I know. I think of all the things we've had throughout this time, I feel like golf is kind of finally that one area that's pretty much back. You know, there's no cart restrictions. We've got tournaments that are going to be coming up. Play days are starting. The clubhouses are opening. Obviously, we're still taking a lot of precautions on our end, as well as we ask you to take those precautions and wear those masks at our locations and facilities and programs. And um, But it's just really good to see all these activities returning. Um, you're going to see kids out at neighborhood parks again as part of our playground programs. Those kick off July 6th. So we've got a variety of places that's a free time to play neighborhood playground program. That's going to be at Bloom at Highland, at Key Malquist, at Ridge, and Want. So we've had to scale back on locations but that, and also scale back on some numbers, but we're going to do our best to get those kids out and active this summer yet. And for Skybox out at the uh, Sports Court 2, the uh, wonderful restaurant, the terrace, everything, plans are to get that opening in Phase 4 as well and using utilizing it more? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, we're going to be following along. We've got Skybox that's uh, open and uh, ready to accommodate you. That also means that we're going to bring back um, our simulators, too. They'll be kicking off again inside. So if you don't want, really want to go outside and be in the heat, you can go inside and, and uh, take a swing or play a, a dodgeball, zombie dodgeball, you know, whatever uh, you want to do. And so we're very excited. And then also we're going to be bringing, um, in addition to Skybox, obviously we're going to um, be bringing an outdoor area and unveil that here pretty soon. That's going to be um, the Toyota Terrace, and so that's going to just be a really nice place to obviously distance yourself and uh, dine and have a drink and see the sights, and it's going to be one of those really unique places to to be and be at. So excited about that. And as we're talking, you know someone's thinking, are they going to sanitize all the electronic simulator items each use? Yeah, yeah we have a very, very, very uh, lengthy protocol and process that is in place. That's why it's taken us a little bit of time actually to kind of reopen some, some of these facilities. You, once the, the state says it's okay, we really have to put our heads together and all of our departments have to come together and we have to create uh, safety steps, procedures, protocols, everything that we need. Some of them are day by day. Some of them are hour by hour. Um, there's a lot of sanitizing that's going on. You'll see it a, a lot more at our facilities too, places for you to sanitize your hands as well. We're going to have a lot of more cleaning going on at our facilities too. And of course, uh, you'll see our team members in mass, and we ask that you do the same thing, too. So we'll keep you safe, and we can still have a lot of fun doing it. Too. It's very hard to wrap your mind around the fact that the Rockford Park District has so many functions, so many events and facets to, to keep it all shut down and now to reopen it. It's just got to be such a daunting task. It is. You know, we like I said, we're, we love... It was, there was nothing more painful for us than to have to be able to, to shut down all those facilities and be told that we need to, you know, limit people and, and keep them home. That was very challenging for us because we're all about people enjoying life. And we know recreation right now 
is of the utmost importance. It's a mental uh, health break. It's a physical break that, that we all need based on what's going on in the world around us. So never, we really feel like recreation has is, is never been more important than it is right now. And so we're very excited to be able to welcome everybody back again. And, um, you know, we, we know that it's going to be a little different, um, but we're hearing great things from uh, some of the, uh, the parents and the people who've been out at our facilities appreciative of the steps that we're taking, making it easy. We're trying to make it as easy as we possibly can. So if you're in a camp and your little one comes, you know, we're going to have to do a temperature check, but it's going to be real easy. Um, and, and we're just going to make it part of our day and then move on and have fun. Can't imagine summer in the city without the Rockford Park District. So thank you so much, Lori Gibbs-Green. We appreciate your time. Hey, we appreciate all that you guys do, too. And again, play it safe, everyone. We've got a ton of information on our website. Again, Things change minute by minute, so rockfordparkdistrict.org is your kind of headquarters for it all. Perfect. rockfordparkdistrict.org. And you are the lead-in to Rockford Mayor Tom McNamara. He's coming up next on This Week in the State Line. It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Start it off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody, squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car. Which, if you're buzzed... ...could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. This week in the State Line rolls on. Rockford Mayor Tom McNamara now joining us. Good morning, sir. How are you? Hey, I'm doing so well, Steve. Thanks for having me on. Crazy. Let's start off with Phase 4 of the Governor's Restore Illinois plan. We've seen a whole bunch more businesses opening up. People are returning to work. How do you feel the recovery process has been going for the city so far? I think it's going really well. I couldn't be more proud of uh, the ingenuity and creativity of our business owners during this difficult time and uh, I just am very thankful to the Rockford residents who are really out there supporting our local businesses. The only caveat I would say is I just want to urge all of our residents and our business owners continue to wear your face coverings because we've seen spikes across the country and we we have went through such difficult times. I really think it's an obligation we have as citizens to our business owners to do our small piece, and that's where face coverings and wash are. And you are seeing a lot of people call complaining of the fact that businesses aren't wearing masks, and, and that's not the way it should be. It should be the other way around. That's right. No, we are. I would say the number one call that we're getting now is either from business owners saying that, uh, you know, they really feel uncomfortable with, uh, with so many citizens not wearing face coverings or uh, employees of businesses saying, I don't feel comfortable that uh, people aren't wearing face coverings. So it's a small thing that we can all do. I I mean, I wear glasses. I, my glasses fog up. I get how inconvenient and that sometimes really annoying a face covering can be. But it is literally the small thing that we are being asked to do to help protect everyone else. Sure. As we go into the 4th of July weekend, of course, practice that social distancing to face masks. And the results are in the numbers that we're getting from the COVID-19. The positivity rate is really good, right? 
It, it is really good. We're well less than 10%. We're doing great here locally. Uh, tremendous credit to the state for how they've done this. At times, it's been frustrating, right? But yeah. uh, uh, their plan has been proving out uh, really well, especially as you look across the country. So uh, we're in a good condition, but that does not mean let our guard down. That just means continue to be vigilant. Uh, and we will continue to progress. Which is awesome. Uh, another big step for the city was the opening of the Embassy Suites, their soft opening here as July got underway. Uh, have, I know you've been through the rebuilding process throughout different stages. Have you been in the finished product now? So I haven't had an opportunity this week to see uh, the finished product, but I've seen it in different stages, and it is uh it's gorgeous. It's going to be a, a property that'll do incredibly well. It'll do great to bring in new people. It'll uh, be a wonderful place to stay. And quite honestly, it'll add that 24-7, 365 activity that our downtown has been missing during our downtown resurgence. So it is going to be a, a great addition to our entire city, specifically downtown in that southwest corner of Rockford, uh, and a big source of pride for Rockfordians. Have you been seeing a lot of more phone calls from people saying, hey, what's going on on that side of town and businesses thinking more about maybe building and, and getting in some of those buildings that are open down there? Yeah, actually we have. I, I mean, I just yesterday met with a developer who's thinking about two different buildings over there. So, uh, yeah, so we are seeing uh, a lot of interest, a lot of enthusiasm, quite honestly, all over Rockford, but definitely that southwest quadrant. Which is awesome. Uh, speaking of refurbishing, I understand that the Aldine Dam is going to start to get some touch-ups, correct? It really is. <clears throat> this has been a project in years in the making and had to save up quite a bit of our capital improvement plan dollars to get this going. Uh, but yes, it, it will be getting uh, refurbished and uh, will really help us in our in uh, the work that we do to help make sure that water isn't going all over our community and causing havoc. Yeah, a lot of people don't remember that without that Aldine Dam, a lot of things were flooding in that area. A- absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and and then the uh, the paintings on the concrete, th- that will still be a continued tradition for Rockfordians? So we are, uh, one, we're strongly supportive of them, but uh, we do need to find more than likely a new avenue or new outlet for some of uh that artwork. And so we are working right now uh, with the park district and uh, some local artists to find some areas uh, or some new avenues so that that creativity can continue. Exactly. And you mentioned the park district. Uh, you're launching a new uh, employment program for the youth. You want to explain that a little bit more, too? So uh, Representative Maurice West was able to secure about a half a million dollars from the state. Uh, and so a tremendous thank you to Representative Maurice West. A tremendous thank you to uh, Jay Sandine and the Park District. Uh, we know, uh, and I don't know if any of us talk about it enough, but the Park District is uh, uh, one of the largest first-time employers our community has. It does a tremendous amount of work with youth, but it also helps employ our youth. And so we know, uh, obviously, being employed uh, provides you a whole lot of different things. Uh, number one, it provides you that dignity of work. Number two, it, it teaches you some responsibility uh, and accountability. And three, uh, quite honestly, it keeps you busy, right? And so uh, it's a great initiative, uh, and the Park District is just a wonderful organization to be the recipient of these funds from Representative Maurice West. Which is awesome. Uh, the announcement of the Rockford Chamber and the Rockford Area Development Council forming one unit. How do you feel about that? I thought they were working together already. I'm, I'm kind of confused. Maybe you can clear that for me. 
So they certainly had been working in collaboration on a host of issues, but I think any time that you can have one unified voice, especially for uh, our business community, I really do think it's going to be a benefit. Uh, you have two great people. You have Nathan Bryant, uh, head of uh, the Economic Development Council, and you have Einer Forsman, who's done a tremendous job as uh, chamber uh, president. They're going to be joining forces, so they're going to be really creating this uh, powerhouse in our community, and I think they're going to do a tremendous job uh, and really provide a little bit more focus uh, and a lot more collaboration, and I think it's going to benefit all of us by bringing more businesses here and retaining more. Do they include you in any of those conversations, or are they? Are you just kind of hearing about it once they decide something? Oh, no, I've been, uh, I've, I'm on the executive board for the Rockford Area Economic Development Council. Uh, I am in constant communication with Einer Forsman at the Chamber and many of their members, and I've been in uh, countless meetings over the last 18 months regarding the unification. Great. And I, I'm, I know you're a big advocate of um, helping out against domestic violence and human trafficking. And you have a big Facebook <clears throat> Live event coming up. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Absolutely. Thank you, Steve. Uh, so we have two terribly exciting things happening uh, this month. Number one is uh, July 7th at 530. We're going to do a virtual town hall uh, you're going to be able to hear, and I, I urge all citizens to uh, jump on Facebook and watch this virtual town hall. You're going to learn a lot, and I think you'll uh, be filled with pride about the work that we're doing to help survivors and their children. Uh, but you're going to hear from Jennifer Cacciapaglia, who is the manager of the Mayor's Office of Domestic Violence and Human Trafficking Prevention. You're going to hear from Sierra Kellen, who is a Family Peace Center project manager. And you're going to have the opportunity uh, to hear from Annie Hobson, who is uh, just a great asset to the city of Rockford, who's going to be working with our youth who's been impacted by trauma. And we're also really working towards interrupting the racial disparities as well as the uh, school-to-prison pipeline that we've seen across our country and even right here in Rockford. So that's one really exciting thing, and that's July 7th at 5.30 p.m., uh, and you can follow it on the City of Rockford's uh, Facebook page. Second great thing is the Family Peace Center that I just mentioned. This is uh, really a two-and-a-half-year, almost three-year project that we've been working towards, Hundred uh, more than 100 volunteers uh, working towards this project, and we are opening the Family Peace Center here in Rockford. It will be the first Family Peace Center in the state of Illinois, uh, and the Family Peace Center brings all of the resources and assets that a survivor of domestic violence or human trafficking needs, and it brings them all into one uh, one place. And so uh, it's going to be just a great asset. And the reason uh, this is so important, not only is it absolutely critical to assist our survivors and their children, but think about this, Steve. More than 35% of all of our city's violent crime is domestic violence related. And also, more uh, depending on the year, between 60 and 75% of the youth that we arrest for violent crime in our community come from households with domestic violence or were direct victims of domestic violence themselves. So they've experienced this trauma as a young child, and it's playing out in their actions as an, uh, a young adult. And so uh, we are really trying to interrupt that and make sure that they get the trauma-informed care that these youth need uh, and so that we can, again, interrupt that uh, school-to-prison pipeline. Is that going to last for about an hour or so, hour and a half? Uh, the, the Facebook Live session? The will be yeah. at least an hour, okay. uh, I would say. And then the Family Peace Center opening 
uh, will be later this month. On the uh, Facebook Live for Domestic Violence and Human Trafficking, will viewers be able to ask questions? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. They can just comment in, and we're going to try to get to as many as we can. We'll probably start with a brief introduction by myself, and then we'll have each of the uh, three staff members provide a brief introduction about the work that they're doing, and then we want to take questions. It's a town hall. So any question is a good question to ask, and uh, we'll be there to, again, answer citizens' questions. We did a public safety forum uh, town hall about two weeks ago. We're going to be doing an economic development forum uh, town hall and then a neighborhoods town hall uh, over the next several weeks. So we're trying to, although we're still in this uh, pandemic, we are trying to connect with as many residents as possible and give residents the opportunity to interact and ask those tough questions right directly to us. Uh, interaction is so important. Uh, as we get into the 4th of July weekend, uh any messages for the community as we celebrate our independence? I would say, number one, absolutely enjoy yourself. Absolutely uh, spend this extra time with your family and friends. I think uh, all of us have been working so hard and been so consumed by so much that this will be a great respite uh, that you can enjoy those family and friends. I would just reiterate, uh, please, uh, I get it. It's a holiday. I totally understand what you're going to be doing. You're going to be swimming. You may be having some adult beverages. You'll be listening to music. You'll be gathering in larger groups than normal. Do yourself a favor. Do your neighbor a favor. Do our entire community a favor. Wear your face covering where, where, where you're able and practice social distancing uh, as much as possible. I'm just pleading with you to do that so that we can continue to progress because everyone wanted us to open. We're finally getting there, but to continue to move forward, we need to continue to be vigilant. Sounds great, Tom. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for your time again, and your schedule is so busy. I appreciate the little time you do give us each week. No, I appreciate what you do, and thanks so much for having me on, and really hope that, Steve, you have a wonderful fourth. Thank you, sir. Rock for Mayor Tom McNamara. Thanks for listening. Join us next Sunday morning at 6 for another edition of This Week in the State Line, or subscribe to the podcast at rockfordradio.com. This Week in the State Line is produced by by Midwest Family, Illinois.